Hi everyone, welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real life stories from our guests. We are wildly becoming who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome everyone, Rachel here. We're so glad that you are here listening today. We want to thank our sponsor, Clinton Coble State Farm Insurance Agency located in Dayton, Ohio. I am thrilled to have our special guest here, Jill Cotterman, one of my amazing friends, and her love for Jesus is just as bright as all the rhinestones she wears. Thanks, busted me out. (laughs) I did. I have to give our listeners a visual. Thanks for being here with me today. Today, we're going to talk about something that has plagued all of us at one point or another in our lives. And that is hopelessness. So if I had to title today's episode, I would call it Hope Sick. And Jill and I have been talking about this a lot lately. What you don't know is we spend hours talking on the phone. So (laughs) she literally is the perfect first guest. Hours. (laughs) Hours and hours. I was sharing with Jill that I had made a list of specifics over my life. And I was too afraid that it was shallow. So... I threw the list in the trash and Jill had a really awesome reply. Jill, will you share that? Yeah. I thought, why would you throw that in the trash? Why do we throw away our hopes, our dreams, our desires, our wants? You know, these are things that are important to us, things that even God placed in our hearts and our minds. And why do we just crumble them up and throw them in the trash? Why do we think that those things have such little worth in our lives when those are just amazing things and we can obtain them, you know, and you are worthy of those things. They shouldn't be in the trash. Yeah. No way. Absolutely. So after Jill said that, of course, I went to the trash and my list was on top. So I pulled it out. (laughs) And later in the week, I had been reading in the book of Proverbs And I came across scripture that I felt like had been my life verse for the last two years. And I'm going to read that. It's Proverbs 13, verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. And then a few days later after that, someone I don't even know, a stranger on Facebook, sent me a really incredible sermon where the woman speaking used that exact scripture in her message. And Jill and I were talking about that. And I definitely believe in 2021 that there are people out there listening today that have a personal relationship with Jesus, but they're hope sick. Mm. Do you know anyone like that, Jill? Mm -hmm. So what exactly is hope sick? Like, what does that? When we're in this place of hopelessness, (laughs) when we are in a place where we feel like we are waiting and waiting. And of course, it feels good to get what we want right away, right? We live in a fast food nation. The actual definition, when I looked it up and dug a little bit deeper into that scripture, the definition of deferred is to put off until a later time, postpone. So when I think of hope sick, I think of when we lose hope, maybe fighting cancer or 
you pray and you pray, but God doesn't seem to be answering your prayers. Can you think of some examples, Jill, from all of the people that you come in contact with? For those listening, Jill has her own salon, so she really ministers to a lot of people while they're in her salon chair. Yeah. And what I, um, are some of the needs that you've been seeing? Especially right now, it's it's such an odd time. And um, when I have my clients, I've been doing hair for over 30 years. So when I have my clients, I always kind of like say, you're in the box that, you know, I don't tell your story. You know, I'm not going to say anything. It's like the safe place. And I really feel, especially with, you know, pandemic and all this, I feel like right now, more and more people are just having such sadness and hopelessness. You know, I can see where there's not, it's just a shift sort of, it's like a change, you know, they're just the true hopelessness, but we do have hope, you know, and I, Amen. Um, you know, obviously a lot of deaths has happened, a lot of loss, a lot of grieving, um, just not even able to see friends and family and what that's looked like for people. I, but, but on the flip side of that, I've had people tell me I'm actually praying and I've never prayed before. Or, you know, they're questioning, like, God, and they've never even thought about it before. Um, I've had people even ask me about end times, which that is not my specialty. Um, (laughs) The conversations that are coming out of that hopelessness is actually flipped, and it's hopeful, you know, because you are getting to that place where you are questioning, and they are wondering, and, oh, my gosh, when some people have told me that they've been praying that, it blows my mind because these are such women that, you know, I would have never expected that out of them, which has really opened my eyes and sort of redirected me a little bit because if God's pressing on them as well, you know, to pray out of that hopelessness. Yeah, you know, that's powerful. Yeah. That is really powerful. So if we continue in hopelessness, that affliction going along with the scripture here it in Solomon's words you know hope deferred makes the heart sick well when we're dealing with being hope sick as I made up earlier hope sick (laughs) when we do have that deferred hope it can cause depression and anxiety and actual physical illness and so I love that through that hopelessness you have seen non-believers starting to seek the Lord and go to him for help. And we do know that at certain times in our lives, the Lord will allow things to cause us to seek him. Today, what I really wanted to focus on was being aware that we don't allow ourselves to become spiritually dried up when we are dealing with seasons of hopelessness and feeling hope sick. I'm learning that more in my own life as my journey with Christ goes on and through my healing journey, because God's timing isn't my timing. You know, I want everything at Rachel's Mm -hmm. time, but God knows the perfect time and he's always doing a new thing. And I really just wanted to call this out today because if we get to that place of hopelessness, we can be really vulnerable to the enemy's attacks. Oh yeah. And we all know who the enemy is, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Satan. And he does use disillusionment and doubt and discouragement against us. And so it's important for us to know and recognize and be aware of that because during those times, we can become hard-hearted against God. Mm -hmm. We can start to lose our faith 
or maybe even be angry at God. Where are you, God? Why haven't you answered this prayer yet? But we have to keep declaring God's promises over our lives and believing in them. And with Jesus, we always have hope, and his hope doesn't disappoint. And what have you noticed, Jill, with your clients that have started seeking the Lord? Have they shared some of their experience with you? I've definitely seen several that have a little more excitement, a little more joy. And I even think I've told you it's been even trying for me because the heaviness and the weight that people bring in with them. But it's amazing what even just a kind word to somebody else can do for them. So Jill, I have always felt that you have a really unique ministry opportunity by owning your salon. And while you have people in your chair that are hope sick, God has given you this opportunity to speak life into them. Tell me a little bit about what that looks like for you. When people come in, what type of things are they dealing with? And not only that, how does it affect you? You know, I've been doing this for over 30 years, so I've heard everything. Nothing really surprises me anymore. I've walked through it with my clients, you know, everything from birth, death, divorce, affairs. I mean, you you name it, I've heard it. Nothing, really nothing surprises me anymore. When people are in your salon chair, are you praying for them? Yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot of times it might be a very quick prayer. Even as I'm just mixing color, I might just go back and say, okay, God, what does this person need? Or, you know, help me be your light, Lord, because I cannot do this on my own. It has been really, really trying the last, you know, six, nine months. I even have like the girls that I work with calling and it's just, it's been a struggle. And I think for a lot of hairdressers, it's been a struggle, but I believe that it's been a struggle because we're that one person that people can go to and just unload on and vent. We're a safe space. Um, Most of us, I believe and hopefully believe that we don't really repeat what people are telling us in the chair. People could come to us and talk about their family members and talk about things that are bothering them and almost like a quick counselor. We're just, we touch people people are hardly even touched. You know, your your doctor might touch you for, you know, a few minutes. Your dentist might touch you for a few minutes. But, you know, your massage therapist and your hairdresser, your barber, they're the ones that are actually like touching you and we're in your space. And I think a lot of times that's a way for people to sort of open up and really show their heart and what they're feeling and what their struggles are. Yeah, I've had people tell me lately that, you know, they're praying more, you know, it's, I don't want to say a storm right now, but between the pandemic and the politics and all these things, it gets extremely overwhelming. Um, I've told you before, like I've even found myself that I've never cried in 30 years that I've been doing this. I'm in the break room bawling my eyes out just because people are just coming in and they're just like upset. They're angry. They're, you know, all these feelings and emotions and they're just on fire when it's not a good fire, you know? And, and it's sort of like how God, what can I do? Can you like turn this around? What do I say? You know, cause I'm not gonna lie. I'm at a loss sometimes myself, you know? So. So even like pulling out of there feeling, you know, like you just said, hope sick, you know, okay, God, now what do I do? Because, you know, I've just heard some pretty horrific things in my chair, you know, and and how do I deal with that through the day? What can I do? But also on the flip side, I have heard people say, my life sucks right now. All I could do is pray. Well, 
sometimes that's all it takes and that's where it starts because I can't pray for I mean I could pray for you but on the daily deal I can't come knocking on your door okay Susie let's go pray today you know I could send a text how you doing and I pray for my people in a general sense but on the day-to-day I'm not God. I don't know what every specific need is for somebody to pray. I could just pray generally if that. Yeah, absolutely. (gasps) God is definitely using you in that position to speak life to your clients. And you have actually had clients or clients, family members that have passed away due to COVID, Mm -hmm. correct? Oh, yes. I've lost a lot of people. I've lost... You know, even a girl that used to work there, you know, a really good friend of mine, she's, you know, moved on to another place just because of people in the salon disagreeing in the beginning, which, you know, sad to be greatly. Yeah, that is a lot to go through trying to navigate friendship, employee relationships, pandemic, race relations, politics. And you're right. All of those people are coming in. And talking to you all day long about that, that is a heavy load for you to take. I could understand why you go in your back room and you cry, or we've had calls before and texts, you know, where just pray for me or pray for this. And, and definitely love that you are there for those people because you might be literally the only Jesus they encounter when they come in your salon. And that's why I always tell my friends that are hairstylists is that you actually have a ministry because God is bringing all of these people into you that are hope sick and you can give them the hope of Jesus Christ that never disappoints. And you can be that person that intercedes for them in prayer. And that's huge. And that's really what I wanted to hit home with today's episode is just knowing not to lose hope and not to give up. And not let our faith waver when things don't go our way. Because if I've seen anything in the last 10 years of my life, things don't always go the way that I hoped and planned. And I'm sure that you encounter people like that all day long. Mm -hmm. I know recently you told me you even went to a funeral home and did the hair of one of your clients that had passed away. And would you mind to share, I thought... That was so beautiful what you did to give hope to her husband. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, uh, oh gosh. <laughs> I know it makes me almost uh, cry yeah. even talking about it. It's so special. Um, I, uh, when I put her lipstick on, I actually, I blotted her lips and that was like her last kiss. So even like her last kiss to him. I want him to have that. So how amazing is it? I love your heart that God gives you this amazing idea that this man is in mourning and he loses his wife, but you use that card with her lip imprints on it to give him hope, to give him love. And you are always shining your light so bright in all of the people that you encounter in their lives. And I love that God uses you that way. And I thought that was a beautiful example of how we can give hope to people who are hurting. And we know that last part of that verse, we get a promise. We have so many promises from God. And if you're listening today and you are feeling hopeless, remember the last part of that verse that Longing fulfilled is a tree of life. That renewal, spring comes, 
life renews, things change. And if you go on farther in the Proverbs in 13, 19, a longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul. And so I just wonder if sometimes our disappointment isn't our own fault. Um, You and I talk about this a Mm -hmm. lot, that expectation can be the root of all heartache. The higher the expectation, the more the frustration. (laughs) When it doesn't come Uh to pass, what do you Uh think? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I also see the flip side of that. It was worse. A lot of people, they expect nothing and because they're afraid of being disappointed, you know? Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? Because kind of like the whole throwing away the the list. The list. Why well, expect that? Which we that's... should expect good and great things from God. Yeah. And we should dream big and have big visions and not live small and have small expectations. Yeah. But I think that we also need to be like realistic with ourselves too in the process. Is what we're asking for realistic? I know sometimes I've asked the Lord for things that maybe wasn't realistic. Maybe what I'm waiting for isn't possible. And yes, with God, all things are possible. But, and I do definitely believe in the miraculous, but sometimes I just think that we can set ourselves up with unrealistic big expectations in our humanness. And that can lead to heartache, but then possibly take that out on God. And that's where some of that hardness of heart can come in. Okay, Rach, explain to me. What's the unrealistic expectation? Right, because I said we set ourselves up with disappointment because of these unrealistic expectations. But then on the flip side, I said with God, all things are possible. So an example of that for me would be expecting someone else to change, and then they don't. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we can resist change. Mm-hmm. And though the Lord with him, all things are possible, we absolutely have free will. We can make choices that aren't always good. So I think a lot of times when we have an expectation of other people, I've seen that in my own life recently, uh-huh. hoping that someone was going to change mm-hmm. and treat me the way that they should. And then they didn't. But who am I going to be disappointed with? God or that person? And I think a lot of times when things don't go our way in life or the way that we hoped and we dreamed, we can take that out on God. And that's what I really want to get across today is that we don't do that, that we don't become disillusioned with the Lord when our personal hopes and dreams don't go the way that we wanted. Because there are so many other factors involved with that, like our own choices, other people's choices and their actions. So that's kind of like the example that I would use, what that looks like. Does that help? Mm -hmm. So like it's almost like a prayer that's answered to in in another way, meaning, okay, now it's time to, you prayed for A, B, and C, but I'm going to give you X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, and Z is usually a whole lot better than A, B, and Z. Absolutely. And if I would have gotten A, B, and C, it could have killed me or really harmed me. Mm Mm-hmm. But God brought the other because he knows what's best, because he knows the end before the beginning. And I think in our human minds, sometimes it's hard for us to comprehend that and really accept that and not be so hopesick and disappointed. When we lose our hope, we begin to lose everything. True. Hope is so important. Yeah. Yeah. This is so true. And I think that's part of it, like with work, is just people are coming in hopeless completely hopeless. And I think that's where I see the switch. And that's greatly saddens me because without hope, what do you have? Exactly. I mean, 
I feel like the last couple of years of my life, I've had so many times where I just felt overwhelmed with all of the hurt and pain and deep grief and loss because I had everything stripped away from me, like pruning times a million. And then even recently, you know, my mother died on Christmas Eve. So what do you do with that? You know, you start looking up the Lord, like, I believe in you. I believe in your promises. I've preached your word and I've taught your word, but I'm struggling here. And I think after a while I've seen in my own life where it has made me physically sick. Mm -hmm. And so when I came across the scripture studying the Proverbs the other day, I was so excited to share that with you because I really felt like this is something that a lot of people struggle with that we want to bring up in this podcast because we want them to know that they're not alone. We want to be beside them during those dark times. And we, we want to stop any work that the enemy might be trying to do in their life to cause them to doubt God, to stop believing in God and their faith to be hindered because they're losing hope. What are some words that you speak to your clients to give them hope and speak life into them? Honestly, I think when things are just when we're talking, I think it's just at this point, they just need somebody to listen you know, and vent, you know, I will tell them, I'll, I'll pray for you. You know, I love you, that kind of thing. But it just seems like right now it's just more of a listening ear that that's what I'm just being there and being present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially during a time where so many people have felt extreme isolation. Mm -hmm. I know for myself, I have never been so isolated in 42 years as I have been the last two years of my life. And that can make you hope sick mm-hmm. and cause you to question things. So what do you do like when you're hope sick? For me, when I'm hope sick, I definitely pray. Even if I feel like my prayers are bouncing off the wall, they never are. We walk by faith, not our feelings. Mm-hmm. So I continue to pray. Even when it feels uncomfortable, I definitely stay in the word. Even if it's one verse a day, a lot of times we think that we have to sit down and read a whole book in the Bible or like chapters and chapters. I'll take one verse or one of God's promises and I will meditate on it. Another thing I've done recently is I've actually started writing out scripture on note cards and putting it all over my house. So if you came to my house right now, you'd find note cards in my kitchen and both of my bathrooms in my office. Because I need that constant reminder and encouragement of God's promises for my life. Because what cancels out the enemy's lies? God's truth. So I've been trying to just like smother myself in God's truth lately, even when I do feel hopeless at times, because deep down I know the truth and that truth sets us free. And we don't have to be hopeless because God still has a plan. Those are some things that I do. What about you? probably the same. Prayer is huge. And I I love worship, just worship music, any, you know, even if it's just for a hot second in the car or, you know, okay, God, I know you and I are always like, Jesus, fix it. That's our saying for real. Jesus of Nazareth or Jesus, fix it. All I have to do is send you a text that says Jesus of Nazareth and you know, like it's time to pray. Yeah. 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 But for me, it's just worship, you know, just even just a few minutes singing or or listening to worship music. Prayer is definitely huge, though. Prayer is huge. Love for anybody. And that's what I love about prayer is no matter who you are, no matter what you are, no matter where you are, you can do it. 
you do not need to have anything crazy going on with the prayer. You just need to, you know, open your mind, open your heart. Just It is a quick phone call, man. Hello. It's better than a text, better than anything you ever received or sent out. It's just that quick, quick prayer. You know, I've even told you, you know, you'll say, oh, thank you for praying. And I'm like, gosh, it wasn't that big of a prayer, you know. But in those little prayers, God does amazing, huge, huge things. And, and that's what blows my mind right now is I'm like, wow, really? I mean, that was a quick, okay, God. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I do that I've had to be really intentional about doing because I try to be like the Lone Ranger, like Miss Independent. I can do it all. I can deal with it all myself. <laughs> and um, I've made myself reach out for help. Like if I'm having a moment or a day where I'm just really feeling down, I will intentionally call you or a friend that is a praying friend that I know will encourage me and speak life into me, or I'll even shoot a text to someone. So I think things like that to put ourselves out there because Satan wants us to isolate. Mm -hmm. So we need to keep pushing and resist mm -hmm. that. For sure. And, and I do, I will say like, there's been nothing greater than the fact that I can call you and just be like, girl, we, I need, we, you know, and the fact that you've, you know, we're on it and you've prayed for me or I've prayed for you in those moments of just, you know, yeah. I'm just with so, no judgment. Yes. Yeah, so never grateful. any judgments. I always say though, to the grave. Like before yes. I start talking, I like this has to go to the grave. Just Jesus in the grave. Because nobody else needs to know about this. Yeah, and I'm always like, oh, good thing for you. I don't remember squat. So <laughs> yay. <laughs> what we want to encourage all of you listening to do today, if you are feeling hope sick, we want to ask you to pray. Get in God's word. Maybe that looks like a devotional for you. If you don't have a Bible, you can get online. You can Google search scriptures when I feel hopeless or scriptures to encourage me. If you need a Bible, we can help you get one. I would definitely consider and encourage you to reach out to a friend like my friend Jill here. It's such a blessing to have her in my life and that I know I can call her or I can text her. So I want to encourage you to do those things. If you would like to reach us, if you have anything you would like to share Hop on our Facebook page, check out Rachel Bain Ministries, and you can send us a message. And we would love to hear from you to know what you're doing in your life to overcome being hope sick. Thank you so much, Jill, for being here today. My pleasure. It's been amazing chatting with you. I'm sure we'll have some more two-hour phone conversations. And in two weeks, Jill's going to come back, and you'll be able to hear from Jill again. And then next week, we are really excited. We are having Kendrick from the Freedom Center. This young man is so on fire. I cannot wait for you to meet my friend. Yeah, he's awesome. He is. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> love him already. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, friends. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Shine FM Podcast Network.